With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations, or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet we call home, Gaia Earth. Mother Nature is here, as well as us humanoids on the planet. And we are those that have been here happily for nine years on this very planet, and we are radio people. We are a radio host, co-host, and we are here to bring you the best of the best because we are the American Communications Online, and we're welcoming all you ACO Association Unincorporated Social Media Club people out there over the years with Cyberspace Culture Online, and we are talking to you, yes, all of you that use Free social media like Facebook, you've heard of that. You've heard of Twitter and LinkedIn for all you business-to-business people. And now kids using Instagram, a lot of our friends. And and we're here to talk about all that, not just uh, TikTok or Snapchat or all the young kids have abandoned most of us on Facebook for all the old guys, the cyberspace Boomers, they call us, due to baby boomers. But we're going to talk weekly on Thursdays with our TJ Mars ET radio brand talk because we're going to keep that brand going, even though I have found out that iHeart bought Spreaker, that bought VoxNest, or Vox, Spreaker bought VoxNest, that bought, bought Spreaker, that bought Blog Talk Radio where I began long, long time ago, and uh, officially I had been on Blog Talk Radio for years and didn't know it until I bought my own franchise or my own station, and this is ACO now. It was TJ Mars CT Radio, but we're going to keep that brand the same that iHeart kept with Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio. So this is TJ Mars ET Radio brand out there because it's been out there for years as a brand so why try to reinvent the wheel right but this is going to be ACO and we have ACIR radio for our uh, secret investigation under the cover see more butts right under the covers or is it under the bleachers by Seymour Butts the book that everybody knows about and we are writers writing books Having fun, and this is the year 2021. Hindsight is 2020 is what that book's all about. That's right, folks. Hindsight is 2020, just like the year 2020. And believe it or not, Las Vegas is open again as of June 1st, 2021. And we are here to say it live and archive. Now, my new co-host of this world, uh, this planet, is Richard Thomas Knight of California, USA. 
However, at the time, he has agreed to help me with the southern region of the United States and is thereby residing in Valdosta, Georgia. So all you Valdosta, Georgia people out there, we're giving you a shout-out for Rick Knight, who is a well-known, famous men in black. That's right, folks. One of the famous government contractors with me as a former under-the-cover are under the bleachers with Seymour Butts. <laughs> we want to laugh a lot these days, and uh, Richard has uh, got a lot of uh, stories to tell about being around the world. And also, when he was born in California, he grew up and learned all about Hollywood and being in security and helping event plan or be at events and bodyguarding and all that stuff. And I did too, believe it or not. I got started at age three on KNOE, James A. No Station in Monroe, Louisiana. So I've been in front of a camera ever since. However, when Richard and I, through the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, we were secret agent men and women, men and women. And we decided to meet here and uh, start a little group of science fiction writers with another guy named Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr., who I just talked to, he, he's our uh, man in charge. Uh, he has a bigger sign on his uh, five stars with uh, being a former civil engineer astronaut. That's right. He was uh, one of those weird people we used to say was going to be a spaceman, but he never got to go up in uh, one of the Apollo missions or any of that off the planet. But he uh, did get to wear all the uniforms and do all that, so we're giving a big shout-out for all you people in social media land that work with him on Facebook. Yes, he is still our fearless leader because everybody needs a fearless leader, and he is fearless. He's helped us in the USA and India. He put India on the map with me when he went out of country to India to speak for me and us for our uh, promoting Mars and our books. And uh, he has some stuff he can show. But if you look at our show today, you'll see his secret agent badges. That's right, even Area 51 secret agent badges. You didn't know they existed. I had a magic badge. And Richard Knight, been all over, was out of country. But I'm going to bring him on now because uh, it's just going to be Richard and I welcoming my celebration. Happy birthday to me. Nine years right here, and I sound crappy. I was a singer uh, all those years, and I was made uh, T.J. Morris Love One Another, my big CD with Bluegrass Train a Coming that got famous for being a train song that went out on a lot of people making money off of me and Bluegrass Train a Coming. I'll play it at the end of the show, but Richard T. Knight, let's call you Rick today, Mr. Secret Agent Man in Black. How are you today? Rick, I'm I'm doing fine, thanks, TJ. Uh, I guess we'll call you TJ today. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's be Rick and TJ. Wow, what a what a plan for you and me. It shortens everything because we wear many hats. And we'll just mention real quickly to mention uh, that he and I are actually clergy, chaplain, pastors in the past for the government as far as. Uh, helping people cross over or helping them in the field and uh, uh, corpsman type, medic type, and being at the guard gate in security out of country. 
But Richard, where do you want to start? Let's give them a little bit because you know how we do in the beginning. We both have a story of origin, but people may be looking at us different because we've never really come out as the people telling the story now. And now that we're retired and going to be like many contractors, we're folks, we're just going to do a little PR work, a little security work online together, and maybe even go sit in a car in the bushes sometimes, but uh, you can just call us TJ or Rick if you ever walk up on us and know who we are, which is our, our job was always to be in the bushes, weren't it, Rick, or somewhere down the road sitting out there. But let's start somewhere. Let's start in California, Rick, because we could talk all day, but it's my anniversary, nine years on radio. So what does that mean to you to have a partner now on radio that's been same place same station for nine years does that make me an old guy or what what was that about and today we're gonna do it you were on here 10 years with blog talk or at least five but uh start talking about your california days and how we're now retired radio people but we want to work part doing something we'll figure it out but you you talk for a minute tell us about you in california hollywood and helping people and what brought us to writing books today well, uh, I started out in California a long, long time ago now, it seems, like another lifetime ago almost. I spent 20 years in California. It's my native state, and uh, basically I was trained as a private investigator, and I had some very wealthy clients, which due to privileged information, I cannot mention their names, but uh, the job was basically finding their their children that had scattered all over the country and gotten into cults and drugs and all kinds of different things of that nature. And basically, with waivers in hand and court orders and such, I went about the country and collected them and brought them home. And it paid a very sizable fee. And then in addition to that, uh, I got involved in in the uh, esoteric and the metaphysic community, and I was teaching different things such as Kabbalah, and I was doing tarot readings and all of this kind of thing and uh, met a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life at psychic fairs and that kind of thing. And then I left California and went to New Orleans, of course, the city that time forgot. And I spent 10 long years in New Orleans, and that was has probably hundreds of stories in and of itself. Um, but it's always been in service to others. In other words, always with the mind of, of helping people, whether they, they needed legal help, as far as you know, uh, getting them the right resources to act on, on their own behalf or act with legal counsel in, in courts or uh, to provide them evidence that uh, would help win their cases in court and that kind of thing. Um, I also spent uh, four years with the JAG Corps while I was stationed in New Orleans. And I did that as a legal clerk and company clerk for uh, the, an attachment over there and uh, that was quite an experience. Um, of course, you know, uh, I was only in the reserve. I did not go in full time because um, I just I was in a situation that I wanted to leave behind, and I figured that that would be an excellent way to leave it behind. And I assure you, it most certainly was. I went training and all that good kind of stuff, and I was uh, approached by intelligence at the time. But I asked the man, well do you know the good guy from the bad guy? And he said, well, no, technically no, because 
one day you're a good guy and the next day you're kind of a bad guy and then the next day you're a good guy and, and the team kind of works around that and works that way. And I said, well, that's kind of strange. So I'll have to, you know, we'll have to discuss it as another another time. It's another matter or whatever. Um, but, yes, I've done all kinds of investigations that involved, uh, oh, let's see, uh, you could say corporate espionage, you could say uh, blackmail, you could say disappearing people, you could say uh, um, all manner of things, basically speaking. And, of course, I made an, a tremendous amount of enemies, so I had to lay low for a while. And, uh, you know, uh, in, the, in the interim, of course, I, I happened to become involved in the martial arts. I began training at the age of nine. And I've uh, basically hung up my gloves more or less, although that once you have trained for 30 years, you don't forget the know-how of, of what you've learned. It becomes kind of embedded in your persona, I guess you could say. But yes, I've done some, some I did some time in the Army, and then I'm, uh, later on, uh, I worked as an investigator with a, a councilman at large. I worked as an investigator for judges. I've worked for, as an investigator for attorneys. I've worked as an investigator for private and corporate corporations and, and companies and all that kind of thing. And I've done some things with the government that I can't talk about because, uh, unfortunately, the the statute of limitations in regards to, you know, the Secrecy Act has not quite expired yet. It'll, it'll be coming up pretty soon, though. Um, and just been very, very um, interested, intrigued, and you could say a seeker of truth and knowledge, because I've always loved to be involved in events that were of psychic or paranormal or metaphysical nature. I've done a lot of in paranormal investigating where uh, allegedly houses or places were haunted or helping out individuals that, uh, you know, were basically claiming that, you know, there were spirits in their residences that were not allowing them peace of mind. Uh, and as you, as you said earlier, I have been a member of, the, of uh, Universal Life Church as an ordained minister now since oh, the 70s anyway, so at least 40 years or more. And, uh, you know, I, I provide a lot of spiritual counseling in situations where, you know, people are just in crises, basically speaking. And so all around kind of, a, you know, I, I wear many hats. I've worn many hats. Uh, I've done frontline security for the Army overseas. Uh, I've done frontline security for given individuals that were of note. Uh, I've done investigations, like I said, from all all perspectives other than those consider, considering uh, the seas and that kind of thing. I have worked for immigration as an inspector for a while. And, uh, you know, I was director of security for a naval hospital for a while. And just all kinds of different hats. So I have had a great admixture of life in regards to experiences, in regards to situations, in regards to all kinds of things. So that's me in a, in a teaspoon, you could say. Okay. Well, that was a pretty good rundown. And uh, basically the same thing here. I worked in the hospital, but Corman also uh, security, believe it or not. So I think that's odd that I worked for the Navy. Not that that's odd <laughs> for a woman. But I went in in the 70s and uh, for a little fall over in California up and down state at, in uh the Marine Corps, what was it, Coronado? 
And also, I worked at Balboa Hospital and over to Marine uh, Base, uh, stayed there, and then came back to Houston, did my job and apartment management, running daycare center, and then worked for attorneys. And uh, investigator for Percy Foreman, actually age 16, my grandmother paid him on my case against Warwick. I broke, was a Ken Ken when I met Sonny and Cher, Houston, coming to town and was out at the Sheik's big hotel, broke my tooth. So I still, I got my tooth knocked out now, but my cat lost it, got up and got in my cat where I took it out. So I'm a little embarrassed, so that's why we're doing radio only right now. But at the same time, we're going to be doing some YouTubes. We got our pictures out there anyway. We've teamed up with another veteran, uh, me, Navy. Uh, Richard here, Rick, is Army, and then Tom Schaefer is Navy. He had a high clearance, and Tom uh, has our free Cosmos here in Florida with me. And I was on his show and uh, talking about mostly psychic stuff because that's what they wanted to talk about. But Richard and I, are, well, we wear many hats, so don't let us confuse you. But for all you government contractor people or authors out there, you know the Tom Clancy books. Uh, I got to be with SEAL Team 6. I got their tattoo. Basically, I got to go and do some UFO work here and there with uh, the J. Allen Hynek teams. And Stanton T. Friedman was assigned the Roswell case. Uh, as a nuclear physicist, but uh, I met him when I was a kid at midnight in a black van, and uh, then he uh, saw my magic paper binder book, but I wouldn't give it to him, and so my code name was Magic, Rick. Do you know, but you may not know anything about that, Rick. Let me know. Do you know anything about Magic or my code name, why they gave that to me in Men in Black? Uh, no, actually, not a whole lot anyway. Okay, good. Well, good, and that means I can write the book and edit it, give it to you, and you can edit it with an unbiased opinion. That's a good deal for all you other people out there that in the UFO world should be freaking out about it. But <laughs> that's okay because there really was a magic, and I was uh, given that name and had no clue what it meant. I learned real quick going in and out of uh, government contracting and on and on and off bases with my clearances, and uh, I had no idea. They kept me dumb as a rock in and out of country and in and out of different bases, and that was uh, in a special program, they said. So I got to wear all the uniforms except Coast Guard. I was sent to Coast Guard to learn and train from Birmingham, Alabama, to Corpus Christi, to New Orleans, Houston, up West Virginia area, uh, out to Hawaii, Chicago, Great Lakes, Lord of mercy. I've been all over training. They got millions of dollars invested in me, Rick. So I guess we're supposed to live to tell the tale is what I'm figuring. So I finally decided after 50 years in and out of country, in and out of uniform, in and out of contracts, that I'd wake up and tell the story with you. What do you think? What do you think about us telling people about we're going to write a book? Sounds good. I'm sure it'll be interesting, no doubt, because, you know, all kinds of circumstances and situations go on behind the scenes that a lot of people are not aware of, and the government takes keen interest in certain certain areas of research, uh, such as UFOs and aliens and all that kind of thing, and there's a great deal of information that has yet to come out or be, you know, 
made public because, you know, Secrecy Act and all kinds of things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I think the two of us could combine a, a very interesting book indeed. Okay, well, I think that's what our ACO Press Club is going to be about. We're going to be open, uh, uh, what we're going to call open source intelligence, but at the same time, we believe now uh, we can tell our truth. But uh, Rick, we started an MIB book. Uh, I was a woman MIB, but uh, why don't you start today? Tell us something about the New Orleans stuff. I know one of your stories about a witchy woman, but I love all that, and so do people, and I'm really upset that they took the movie Debris off. I uh, hope somebody will pick up those stories. Uh, they have 13 episodes, D-E-B-R-I-S. I was talking about Debris with Brad Olson on the last show the other night with Brad Olson. If y'all remember Brad, he'd been to Antarctica, and uh, we talked about the black goo or the intelligence like it was on the movie Lucy. But Richard and I, uh, Rick here, are working to our, on our script for our 13 episodes in our own uh, look for our show about like the debris, and we'll start with the magic and the Roswell debris with me being telling the story that I was involved with J. Allen Hynek and Kufos and Buffon and NASA and uh, mostly. Uh, my story, I had only what I knew as the experiencer. So, uh, Richard, the, uh, this is going to sound funny, folks, but Richard and I have crossed paths, but based on being same place, same time, usually not the same time, but it walks some of the same steps as investigators. And this book will probably prove some similarities, serendipity, synchronicity, and curiosity, that they say killed the cat that has nine lives. But uh, we're going to try to make it as fun and exciting as it can because we want you to be able to see it on the Discovery or the Travel Channel or History Channel or uh, Paramount or Peacock or Universal or who knows, Richard. There's so many. Uh, I don't know, Richard, but I want us because I, I, I'm with IMDb and Amazon. Everybody is Rotten Tomatoes and you know read and review TVs. But Richard, that debris I told you or introduced you to D E B R I S. But uh, can you talk anything about anything you saw? Because they pulled it off the air. Now it's going on Peacock, I think, 13 episodes. But uh, they said NBC pulled it off the air, and I'm real upset about that. So I don't know. It'll run the rampants on Netflix or whatever. But anyway, just tell people anything you remember about Debris and then bring it into how our book would be something like starting somewhere. We don't own that, folks. We were just observers. But some of the stuff they went in, I've seen, like stopping people, or the Lucy uh, goo uh, being shot like a dot, like they accused Bill Gates of doing in uh, The Richest Man in the World and his beautiful wife, Melinda, but them figuring out with people at Rice University whether we're supposed to talk about it or not, but we are investigator reporters. But, folks, we don't have all the details, so uh, we're just going to represent ACO association out there in entertainment today okay Richard so we can pretty much talk about anything open source opinion uh, and then our ACL press club will work out the 
getting both sides of the story and the truth as it's presented to the best of mine and Richard's ability. When we get on a topic, we'll take it to the best we can and give you the date and the sources. But Richard, just sort of discuss a little bit. Anything you saw on debris for a minute, if you don't mind. Well, I, I followed basically the entire series as it was broadcast um, on NBC, and I found it to be very intriguing and very interesting. Um, these off-world pieces of debris that had fallen to Earth, and they're not sure exactly what they uh, culminate to become or exactly where they actually originated from. So we're not, we don't know if we're talking uh, a ship that busted up somewhere in our stratosphere or somewhere in outer space that in turn became uh, these various pieces of debris. Some of them are like rock-like and some of them are metallic. And the thing of it is they have both mental, emotional, and even psychic effect on human beings. Uh, some completely rewrote uh, some of the investigators' life stories. Uh, there was one piece of debris that basically, in a manner of speaking, brought one of the researchers back to life, um, whereas he his timeline had ended, and somehow by becoming exposed to this particular piece of debris, it gave him a second chance on life in regards to running a few more years in, in, in the instance of becoming involved with his daughter, who was also one of the investigators. And the investigating organization is also very shadowy because it doesn't actually identify itself during the series. It just uh, gives you the impression that actually it's something along the lines of NSA, the National Security Agency, or something of that genre anyway. And they go out in the field and they have detectors that evidently are somehow electronically and metallically deriving the presence and location of these various pieces of debris. Now, the one that the show that I found the most interesting was the one that was just off the coast of the ocean, right next to a house that was on, more or less on a cliff. And the people, the kids and so forth involved would actually dive into the water and actually go to, to sort of like a cave. And the cave itself was actually had actually become embedded with a piece of debris or something. But anyway, as soon as you swam through a certain portion of it, it created a light effect that actually changed that, that person's entire timeline and actually became kind of like a time loop, you could say, so that basically they were reliving certain instances. Like, for example, when the investigators came to their house on a certain day and a certain time, uh, they were there. And the, the, the kid, the, the young man involved, already knew that they were coming and approximately when they would arrive and all of this kind of thing. And unfortunately, that was basically where the series more or less kind of ended because there was no conclusion to that because it circled back around and, and brought in the researcher that was uh, the, one invest, the lady investigator's father. And it also brought in uh, other investigators that had either died in the field or else their timelines had brought them to other courses of navigation or other uh, other things outside of the debris. And yet at the same time, they were showing up inside the story. So it was very complex and very interesting. And of course, whenever you watch the episode, you always came away with 20 more questions than you actually had them when you began watching it. So it was very interesting. So 
Um, I'm not sure exactly how we could tie such a series in um, or, you know, kind of make a parallel. I guess you could say by debriefing people in regards to information on certain events that occurred that were not, uh, you know, noted to the public, um, that would be similar to discovering like a piece of debris. In other words, uh, you bring a person in and you show them, well, okay, at this certain day and time, this individual, this individual, and this individual were gathered here, and this is in turn what happened. And that is similar to what the debris was all about because the people would go there and they would find the debris, and the debris would have very strange effects upon them. And, of course, each of these instances with a particular given piece of the debris would affect that person's life and anyone associated with it. And, and, and of course, along come the investigators who are assigned to not only locate this debris, but also the government itself would actually go out and collect these pieces of debris, and they were accumulating a large storage area with all these various pieces of debris. And then, as though you didn't have enough going on in the story itself, they also had another agency or another group of people that began to collect debris, and they intended to use it in a different way than the government planned on using it in regards to kind of creating some kind of positive effect overall. Now, of course, when you write a book, you always hope that, you know, the person gets kind of sucked in to actually kind of, in a, in a sort of manner speaking, live in the story themselves so that they actually see themselves as a character in the book. And then in turn, they benefit from the experiences that are shared in the book, and they walk away with a sense of, like, uh, more information, perhaps a little bit of education here and there, and perhaps overall a sense of better well-being, because I know that when I like to uh, like to read books, that's what I expect to happen. You know, I expect to be um, kind of engrossed or sucked in by the characters and all the interplay between the characters and all the involvement of the characters and, you know, the various things, the situations the characters are getting into. So that's my general impression of debris. And I mean, that's just a, a, a very short prognosis on it, really, because uh, it's a very intricate series. And I'm not sure why they pulled it off the air other than to say maybe it was uh, getting too close to something that may perhaps be going on already in real life behind the scenes somewhere? They, uh, I read something uh, because I was really shocked, but they apparently people that run those uh, things on their TVs from home or whatever, uh, I've seen when I was in Hollywood, I got to do quite a few. They're always pulling people in off the street from Grumman's Chinese Theater, and over there, a friend of mine runs his office right across from there and does the same thing. There are uh, different companies have people come in and watch, you know, pull 100 people, watch something, agree to watch it, preview it, are a part of it, and ask their opinion. So it's uh, uh, one of those things where they cut them off before the 12th, but they finished the 13th, but they left us up in the air, but uh, with you and me, uh, I, I, when you was, were talking, I saw me and you being investigators, but also tying in with Dr. Rick Allen Miller, which we promised to uh, write his character and work with him and his publishing company. And then we've got T.J. Mars Publishing, which is mine, and my family had the uh, Timely Manor Books imprint. Uh, 
from uh, years ago with my mother being an educator, school, uh, well, all of them were school teachers, but she uh, wrote for Texas Monthly and wrote for a social column with the heartbeats that uh, Grady's did now, I guess Martha is, Grady Hallman, had the heartbeats with uh, Dr. John Hill, which were friends of ours, uh, my husband and mine, and uh, Houston, when I was a spinneret and met uh, Cher, Cher and her mother, God, what a beautiful woman, and uh, her, the mother. Well, Cher was too, but she didn't talk. She, when I met her, she was quiet, didn't say anything. Her mother talked to me, and Sonny did in Houston. I was just 15, and so she was real young, but Sonny started talking to me. I was the first one in the line because I was tall as tall brunette. But he said, aren't you a tall drink of water? <laughs> And I thought that was funny. But I got to meet Sonny later on when he was a mayor or governor or something in a plane. Uh, I don't know if it was presupposed or not because uh, what I'd like to do with Richard, going back to this debris, is I've had a lot of famous stars I've met helping on uh, cloak and dagger uh, investigations because they love to be involved with the government and other countries. And I learned an awful lot in 50 years. So we will say... Richard, that you're going to help me write a book from uh, May 10th, 1967. The backstory will have to be anything from before that. So uh, I may be a little older than you, four years or so. So we'll say when you're about 10. Let's see, if I was 15 in 67 when I met Sonny and Cher and his, uh, uh, Sonny's, uh, it was Cher's mother, and she was beautiful and a very famous actress, singer type. Uh, you know, uh, I've seen her on RuPaul. Do you remember her name? You'll have. We can't look it up right now, folks, because we got our studio all hooked up, up to our computer. So when y'all hear us talking, we're just talking live, talk show live. Do you remember her name, somebody? I don't off the top of my head. Well, we're That's under entertainment right. today, Richard, so I don't have any of our psychic callers or uh, you know, wanting uh, life coaching. We're also life coaches, folks. And we're intuitive insight uh, psychics and uh, help people on radio sometimes. But uh, we're sort of running our gambit on that because we're going back into this writing books and uh, need our time for writing our series and episodes, working with some other people in Canada, Australia, and Ethiopia. And then uh, Richard and I have another partner, Gigi, Queen Gigi, on Instagram. And she's working on uh, some stories with us and Tom Schaefer, too, with our Free Cosmos uh, nonprofit and all that. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But today, Richard and I are going to start our club, our science fiction writers. And like I said, I called Ken for all you people that love astronauts and Mars stories and follow our UFO groups uh, with uh, Ken because Ken just loves to talk ET stuff. But uh, Richard and I are going to be more down-to-earth as investigators today. Now, I don't know – I know that Ken will follow us on our UFO, cosmology, metaphysics stories with us and on Sundays. But uh, today is a whole new reality that we are sharing. Why is somebody calling me right now? Can you hear me, Richard? I don't know. Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, good. I, I'm talking on the set nine one hundred number. So um, that other one is so fancy, folks. It's got so many bells and whistles on it. I can't figure it out. Uh, these some of these phones. But 
I've noticed coming back into the business, uh, Richard and I would be considered old guys in the old gum shows. She was like the real men in black with uh, Will and Darn. He's my favorite actor from Texas. What's his name, the two men in black on the movie Men in Black? Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yep. Okay. Well, think of it as two people, whether it's uh, – what's Will's – uh, Smith, right? Yep. So uh, Richard and I are going to think of us sort of like those kind of investigators, but for real, because that's kind of we did undercover stuff that nobody knew about. But also think about X Files with Mulder, and what was the woman's name? Fox Mulder and oh, the. The red-haired chick, and I've even had red hair most of my life, brunette red hair. I'm white. There's snow right now with some copper strands in it. What was her character's name? Lord of mercy, folks. Anyway, tell me, it's in this reality right now. I'm trying to You're going away. I can't hear you clearly. Oh, sorry. I'll sit forward. I don't know that that will help. Let me get... To- People trying to mess with me on my phone. Uh, In order to do radio, I'm going to have to buy another phone just to talk to you people because this is real simple. And a lot of radio companies didn't understand how we could do it with just a cell phone, but we can. (laughs) And that, through the years, has thrown everybody for a loop and to have such good pickup. And, Richard, you listen to our shows on radio, on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify. I go around and listen to them, Booberry, SoundCloud, all over. And uh, I've had them all over the world for nine years, and even on YouTube now. Uh, I put them on Spreaker, and they go on YouTube. And we sound really good. The only thing is if you have a dog or a cat or cars in the background, but today it's been really good. Excuse me, but back to the storyline. Richard and I will be the real investigators that have done some real stuff. And at the time, you're getting, uh, you need to get paid, folks. You got to eat, okay? So don't hate us. Sure, there's going to be haters out there, Rick, but we'll get over it. (laughs) But we're going to build up from today forward. This is a number nine. This is my ninth year. It is a Thursday. And Richard and I have been doing shows all year. I think he claimed February 22nd was his. I don't know. It'll be on here because the archives don't lie. You know why? We can hear our voices. So, But, Richard, what day did you claim starting officially on this radio station, our brand, TJMRCT Radio? Do you remember? Uh, I don't off a hand. I mean, I know it was sometime in February. I know you and I did some shows for Janet out of Hawaii in the beginning, you and me together. But I don't right. remember when that was. But that was last year in 2020, right? Yeah, well, that was on her her radio show program as well. That wasn't on yours. Yeah, we were on Aquarian Radio then. But uh, Richard and I are doing this one. I don't know, folks. Anyway, we're just mark it down today that you guys are starting all over with Richard and I. If you want to join us, we're going to give you a $2 a month membership if you want to be in our books or radio shows. But Richard and I are going public, and we have a lot of experience, a lot of uh, 
training. We're both life coaches. We're both psychic readers, intuitive readers, if you will. And uh, because we've traveled the world and we've traveled the United States, coast to coast, if, you know, he was born in California and lives in as far east. He's just about touching the water, and I am touching the water. So <laughs> I'm riding Gulf Breeze right at the uh, three-mile bridge over to Pensacola. So there's water in front of me to the both sides of me, and uh, you got to get to me from Pensacola by bridge. And uh, I, I'm telling you, as we are east to west coast here, and we've got people listening to us all over the world, uh, I can show you the back door, China, Australia, the Emirates. A lot of people in Dubai like us. Now, for a while, they'd cut them out and wouldn't let them listen to us, but I see some coming back. So I guess they must have worked out their deal, Richard, in Dubai with some people. Uh, they, I know they own some of the Philippines. Did you know that, Richard? Dubai Emirates has some Philippines? Say again? I know. about Dubai? Yeah, Dubai, the uh, Emirates, Arabian Emirates. Hold on, the dogs are going to bark. Anyway, I'm just talking around the world. Uh, Oh, UAE, 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 United Arab Emirates. United Arab Emirates. Yeah, they own a piece of the Philippines because when I went on my list of countries and I was – on Google, when it was asking me how I was going to run my business from Gulf Breeze, and Google, you know, wants to date you and map you and put every country in every company you got and where you work. So I went ahead and added that because I have people listeners, and I've had people call in before, just like from around uh, over in China and Hong Kong, they used to call in. But most of them, I wanted to talk about the UFO stories. They were most interested over nine years and all those stories and then they liked conspiracy theories so it's always that kind of stuff curiosity that you don't hear on the regular news now funny enough richard and i have been the people helping the rich people they like to keep everything secret (laughs) and the government likes to keep everything secret but you know we're on the entertainment pr side of the house And a lot of things are supposed to be cleared, but we're not going to talk about those agencies, Uh, not openly anyway, I guess. Uh, People call them the vegetable soup, (laughs) the numbers, uh, but you can sort of guess. But on debris, they have actually put, back to that debris part because it rhymes with the Roswell debris that I actually was an investigator on believe it or not, sent after it. So I'm going to send my, I, I don't know, Richard, I, I, we need to start somewhere. As of today, this is going to start our story, our first book. And it's uh, a table deal. And it's all, A-T-A-B-L is all things allowed by law. I actually set up a Gmail for that, for my book series, for my science fiction writers, and we are going to write science fiction writing based on the truth. So you'll have to figure out what is based on real story, just like in Debris, is actually tracking how the Roswell incident 
when it imploded, and I'm telling you the truth, anybody out there that believes in disclosure from real-time investigators, Richard Dolan kept asking for people like me, and he never even looked into who I really was. So how good a historian is Richard Dolan really? <laughs> Intrigue and internet hosting. Now, there's all kind of culture, counterculture and uh, wars, Richard, and we're going to have cyberspace culture. And uh, I think you and I, after nine years, they know I can't hurt them too bad, right? You know what I'm saying, Richard, that I can keep a secret if I have exactly. to. And you can too, right? Sure. But I put us, you and me only, nobody else is here. Nobody has ever done radio with me. I'm not sponsoring anybody's events. I'm not going to claim any of those uh, UFO things I've already talked about. This is going to be Richard and TJ's story. But we can base it on truth and fiction. And if you people want to be in our writers group, we have an authors club organization, ACO, I always have. I introduced it nine years ago right here on this very day. And if any of you didn't take advantage of it, that's on you, <laughs> not me. I've been here. So if you didn't find it in your heart when I have been so open for nine years to pick up the phone and call me or find me in social media on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or LinkedIn, that's on you. But as of today, I have chosen a partner in crime. <laughs> Not really. We're going to do all things allowed by law, I just told you. So Richard and I will be all things allowed by law, table deal. Now put it on the end of this little part of this show. And this will be our record of starting our science fiction writers meetup group with uh, Ken Johnston, which I told him a couple of months in April. And uh, we hadn't done a thing on it to meet up yet. Of course, they just opened up No Mask in June in Vegas. But uh, Ken is in October 8th is his birthday. And we're I guess we're going to try to work out something with him. Because he wants to talk all his intrigue in next book. And I promised him I'd help him with a book after me. And, uh, he met with William Tompkins and Emory Smith and David Wilcox. Those UFO events in person and do speaking engagements with Richard. Now, I was on the radio with Laura Eisenhower, who was mostly women mystique and uh, new Age stuff, but because of her name, her I think it was her grandfather was uh, Eisenhower, so she's made Dwight Eisenhower. You're breaking up a little bit for some reason. I don't know. Oh well, okay. I think I do know. I'm uh, between eight military bases, uh, but I'm next to people when they fly over jets. I can hear one going over. Right. Yep. It makes a roar. You may not can hear the roar, but I can. So if I break up, I can't help it. There, somebody told me there's something on those jets that it will knock off something to do in the air from the tower to my cell phone. 
Does that make sense, Richard? You can look into yeah, it. Yeah, it may um, it may scramble signals. Oh, deliberately. Well, yeah, because it may not be the mil. It's probably the military ones, right? Because right. it may not be uh, like TWA. If that's, I don't think that's even around anymore. American Airlines. I don't even know all those airlines I used to fly. Delta. Southwest. Delta. Yeah, I flew Delta for sure. I used to have all those cards and miles I lost, especially all those miles I lost flying to Hawaii as Teresa J. Thurmond. I was T.J. Thurmond or in and out of country and uh, on my passport. But I don't even have those passports. Can't hear you. Yeah. You can't hear me? I lost you for a couple minutes. That is so strange. Well, it's gone now. Yeah, let's see if you can keep me. I apologize. Uh, plus, you're, is it stopped raining in Georgia? Well, for the moment, anyway. Okay. Well, it's sunny and beautiful here in uh, Gulf Breeze, but I am going. I don't know of any other radio stations in Gulf Breeze, but we are at Mecca. Excuse me, it's Mecca home for UFOs. And with Dr. Bruce McAbee that helped me start the ACO, Alien Contact Organization, it's open source, free to uh, anyone that wants to be known. But, Richard, uh, I got tired of paying all the bills and not getting any help, so I sort of gave up on trying to keep up with everybody. So that's one thing that social media is going to have to be good for. So all those people that were following me on social media – if y'all want to listen to Richard and I are being our lives, you know, we may drop our accents from time to time <laughs> and sound like we're from England or Australia or Ireland. But um, we may trick you once in a while, but we're going to do our best to entertain you, and uh, we'll have a really good time, okay? <laughs> Richard, let me entertain you. So, Richard, if I send you a book with I Start, 50 years, May 10th, 1967 to May 10th, 2017, that makes 50 years, okay? Yeah. That's a lot of living. People probably don't care because it's behind them. We know the kids won't. However, there may be some good entry gum show shoe or what they used to like in intelligence was people that they've sent into the field. Right, but they wouldn't claim us Beanocks. Like, uh, it's a lot like the born supremacy on a few of my cases, because they would just kick me out, shut the door, and act like they didn't know me. And trust me, that's exactly what they did, and it made me feel like crap because I was on my own. But I was going after some of the biggest cases and the biggest corporations in the world, and nobody knew who I was, including the people that were hiring me. <laughs> But it was either government or rich attorneys. So I'll leave it at that. But there's some good information out there. But, Richard, I guess the first one we ought to start with is something similar to debris. So what are we going to call that kind of book? It's not really military intrigue, and it's not really science fiction because we're going to base it on the truth. It's uh, Is there a name? It's 
uh, we don't have to worry about it because we're going to discuss it here on the radio to keep people interested. But like you said, whoever wrote that debris and did the screenplay and the script, they left more questions. And I like that. It's exactly when you said it today, Richard. That's what I liked about it. Well, X Files, X Files was exactly the same way. X Files, well, each episode yeah. always left you a cliffhanger. You always had to try and figure out well who was doing what to who, or was there something that actually happened, or was it all imagination, or exactly what? Yeah, so that's the kind of books I want to write and the stories I want to tell on the radio and have a weekly radio show that people in the hospital or my truck drivers that listen to me. I want to be like the daytime Art Bell because I can only get you from 5 to 7 right now because of your intense work that you're doing. And uh, so 5 to 7 on Thursdays, live two-hour show. So uh, my daughter just walked in, Angela Parrish, and uh, she's helping me with my ACO association with Stephanie, and uh, we'll keep up with you. But, Richard, how are we going to do this so we can let members, if they want to be in our uh, meetup, on, uh, do we want to do it on Skype? Because you've only uh, – this is at the end of this write-up for today's show and our anniversary. Angela, it's nine years today is my anniversary for being on this show. Yeah, and uh, iHearts bought Spreaker, Box Nest, and Blog Talk Radio. iHeart, and I've been with them for years. So, well, Richard, I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but as of today, folks, if you want to join us, we've got ACO Press Club for our journalists. Now, only requirement is I ask you to also join the Society of Professional Journalists, and as I talked to them years ago, I can't make you. But it's the oldest, and we have some ethics that we like to follow in the Society of of Professional Journalists. And if you're a certain age, you can sign on like I did. I'm a senior uh, professional, and I've been with them since 78, ACIR, and they know that. And I talked to one of the women that was like the president of the company, and they get together in New Orleans every year, September, October, well, it's usually New Orleans, Richard. I'd like to come get you and uh, or have you meet me here because you can drive over here, and then we could go on to New Orleans. But represent us and our new company for everybody that wants to join us. So that's June, July, August, four, three, maybe by September, New Orleans. Uh, but it's spj.org, everybody uh, that wants to join us. SPJ, three initials. I don't know how they got that in cyberspace culture. That's a short domain back during the dot-com days, spj.org. Now, we are ACO Association, but we have call signs for ACO and ACIR, and I've had TJ Mars ET Radio is long, but TJ Mars ET, TJ Mars ET Radio with Blog Talk because Canada – Dirk Vanderplug, who has passed over, my producer, he is no longer on the planet. And then my producer with Ron Howard and Brian Grazer and uh, entertainment out there in Hollywood when I was in their office with their attorneys, that was – I had an office in California for five years. See, Richard doesn't recall this probably, but I had a real office. And my daughter, Angela – Angela, come here and say hi in a minute because – 
Yeah, this is where we talk about you being a movie. She said, no. I said, no. My daughter, uh, Angela, I put her in a movie called, um, what was she in? Let's see. I'm trying to think. God, I've been on so many movie sets. Oh, I remember. It uh, It wasn't by choice. I know a lot of y'all thinking because I'm a psychic, and I was uh, Michael Jackson's psychic, one of many, but I really liked him. But it was Witchcraft 3, and uh, if they, all you people that follow uh, uh, movies, uh, they have their own following, believe it or not. And uh, Angela was in the Witchcraft 3 as the model that she is. She's still tall and beautiful. Would you say hi to everybody? Say hi to Richard just one time on the anniversary, please. She doesn't want to. <laughs> That's why she is not anymore in movies. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Angela. I love you. She came and fed my kitty cats for me. All right. Well, that's okay, folks. This is live, and she is a movie star, my daughter, Angela Parrish, all you people that keep up with credits. And my name is on there is Jungle Beach because we supplied some of the uh, – they carried the uh, camera equipment. My other daughter that is now past, Ginger Parrish, is uh, no longer on the planet. She was in Witchcraft 3. Pick it up. I would say it's your blockbuster because I was with – all those uh, people that not only were the producers and in and out of Hollywood and in and out of producers uh, and uh, being a psychic and meeting people and on the red carpet, I proposed that to the uh, my publicist. I know this sounds funny being an investigator, but I was still an investigator, but I just didn't know it. But I was also a psychic, and I was also in the U.S. Navy. And I was also running a corporation, and I was also going to people synergistically involved. And I had been with Bob Hope back in 1967, I think, again, or 66, at Fort Polk. And then I was on stage with Bob Hope in Dallas. And, um, gosh, I was with Bing Crosby. I was with Anita Bryant. Um Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby was funny, and I liked his wife, but I would sit with his wife a lot. Bing Crosby, to me, his head looked bigger than his body. <laughs> if you ever notice on, I don't know right, did now. that on movies, but I, don't, I guess he's passed now. But I met a lot of famous people that people uh, today don't even know who I'm talking about, probably listening. But uh, getting to meet famous people. Gone way far distance. There you go. Yeah, and it kicked my yeah something. Uh, all of a sudden, the signal gets linked and my screen went dark. But I met a lot of movie stars, which would make for interesting, really, if I told my truth. But I don't know that I'll ever do that. Maybe if I get really old and I remember if I haven't got Alzheimer's, they say I don't. Well, you can you can talk about it in roundabout ways. So I think we'll call this the kaleidoscope project. Oh, interesting. Because a kaleidoscope, you know, it's a vision that shows you a particular event or a particular situation very up close, but yet at the same time, because it's a kaleidoscope, there are all kinds of different views. Well, yeah, and now things have changed in Hollywood and all the big, great people. Oh, yes. uh, shoot, now... There's only a conglomerate of – it used to be, you know, maybe three to five 
And uh, now we've got the National Archives showing us old stuff that we're uh, I'm known with the Smithsonian and archivist with Ace Folklife, and then up in Kentucky when I was doing IBMA and BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated, singer-songwriter, but that's the last they remember me being out in 2004 or 5 with the Country Music Association and meeting with the president or the woman of Broadcast Music Incorporated, and she had me with Viacom, and I don't know if I was writing or what all I was doing, but uh, she put with uh, BMI Viacom, and then I'll let BMI know, uh, you know, I was writing songs, and I paid about 85k at one time to all these great people through the years that when I got hurt, and uh, to the total of getting my back broke, neck broke, and then uh, I was disabled, so I had to learn to walk and talk, and that's why I started singing again, and how I got involved in CMA and IBMA. But you know, you're uh, you got to learn to get back up again, Richard, when you get broke, and that's what you're doing right now. So I've talked enough about me. We're on the hour, right now, folks. It's on the hour. We would be doing a commercial. So if any of you would like us to talk on the hour and promote your business out of the United States, are out internationally. We're going to be ACO International now, and uh, let us know. We'll throw you in a one-minute MP3. You can make it yourself, or I'll make it for you. And we'll throw it right here in the middle, our own, because I pay for this. Now, I know all these big companies are making money off of Richard and I today that talk and own all this. But since I pay for this, I think I still own the, my own publishing rights, but I'm not real sure how that works. I'm going to get Richard to help me look into all that. <laughs> Richard, you'll have to look in to how much. Uh, once it's out there public, does that mean we no longer own the copyrights? Do you know? I'm I not exactly sure. Uh, I don't either. So uh, all your attorneys out there, uh, electronic business, let me and Richard know because Richard and I are going to write books. We know we'll own that, but once we put it on Amazon and Lulu, because either are, I always went with Lulu because they were real good about giving me my checks. Amazon, not so much. And, uh, I, all you know, right, now. I, well, all of us got to use Amazon. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that it seems like I get my checks from Lulu better than I do from Amazon. Now, I don't know why that is. Is it because Amazon's so much bigger? Or what? I don't know. Maybe. And it's getting bigger as we speak. I mean, you know, they're buying different companies and so on and so forth. Yeah. Expanding out, expanding out. Well, let me tell you something you don't know, Richard. Brad Olson, the guy that he has CCC publishing, is cross-working with me in uh, audio video now. So he's one of our people in his publishing company, Richard. So TJ Mars Publishing, CCC Publishing, and Oak Publishing. And so we've got Ace, our Ace Folklife Club, Ace. And then we've got my Timely Manor books for Mother's e-books, the 299 ones. Uh, Richard and I are going to put out some short ones just to see if we can get some income going to pay for this radio show. And then he can figure out... <laughs> If we own the rights or not, as of today, because he knows what it costs me per week, and we'll figure that cost in. But Richard, figure it out because they all uh, make money off of the advertising. But you can get all business like on 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 me or with me, can't you? 
We'll figure oh, it out. Yeah. We'll figure we'll it out. Figure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I think we can throw our own MP3 in here, Richard. But let's check it out. So, folks. But anyway, if you want to work with us, uh, there a minimum of two dollars a month. That's only twenty-four a year, folks. But if you give us five dollars a month, we'll throw you up a page on one of our uh, many guides. We've got mystic guide, psychic guide, esoteric guide, and spirituality wellness guide. So I don't know if I'm going to keep all four of them for a year. I mean, I will for one year, okay, uh, from June, but actually May because I've had to pay for all of them in May, Richard. So we'll be telling everybody, if you want to get in on the bandwagon and get you a byline as a writer, all you people on Internet, and around the world, we're the real deal. We're the real authors. We're the real writers, the real editors, the real publishers, as far as we know. <laughs> and we're teaming up with other uh, authors, script writers, movie makers, uh, videographers around the world. And I've been with them for years and years. I just didn't get out there and work my network. But uh, people are wising up because what's happened is I'm turning in my name and uh, telling people I'm coming back to work, meaning I'm, okay, the difference is I've been helping people social media for free all these years and not telling them who I really was or what all I could really do. And they weren't putting it all together because they didn't know. They were growing up and getting older and didn't know how the world worked. And I was one of the original, you know, out there working and doing with all the levels of life. And I realized there are levels and dimensions in this reality, not only in life as on the other side, life after life, with those that have passed on. And uh, nine years ago, Lynn Caston asked me, Lynn is an author with there uh, and another one, but he was recently on Gaia. He's promoting his book, and uh, he just picked up Robert Morning's Sky Story. Uh, we have Robert Morningstar, who was with me in Canada, and he lives in New York. Robert Morningstar is getting well-known uh, on uh, his own show, but uh, he got started years and years ago with me and Dirk Vanderplug, and if it wasn't for Robert Morningstar, uh, Canada and the UFO Digest probably wouldn't have gotten out there the way it did in the business, and uh, Robert Morningstar was out doing all the networking for Dirk Vanderplug, plus he's hard on the other side. So we've got all these people that I know on the other side now, Richard. We call them what? Over, like my husband and Ginger, Gino Gigi. What do we call them now? Because they're still there. We just can't see them. They are who they are. I mean, you know, we have the memory <laughs> of them as they shared their life with us, and that's who they are. So they're still there as long as, you know, they say Elvis left the building, but did he? <laughs> because as long as he's alive in your memory and we know what he looks like in our mind, he still lives. So if you want to be a memory like that and still live in this reality, let us know. Because a lot of our people believe in God with a big G, and a lot of them believe there are no gods with a little G. And yet other people over Hindus and all that believe there's many gods. And then there's those that believe in science only, that there are no God. And then we have those that go to the 12-step programs that believe there's a higher power. 
And then there's those that believe in quantum physics. There's a source or the source of everything or the Tom Campbell big toe theory, the theory of everything. And so we've got all these ways to think about how we all began, but nobody truly, and I say this as truth, that if there is a truth, it is that the change, the one thing that is constant in the universe is change, and nobody really knows the truth. I don't care who they are. Richard, how say you on that particular thought in our book? <laughs> well, book. you know, I think everybody has a piece of the truth, you know, or what they believe to be true for themselves or what they believe to be the truth of their experience. So, you know, I don't discredit anyone or, you know, say that anyone is, is any more knowledgeable than another, really. Because, well, I mean, we all share this. What about what Morg? Now? What about Hyperionism? Did you ever look at uh, Morg YouTube channel? I like Morg. The guy that looks like Edgar Winter. Well, folks, we're talking no. entertainment now, and I paid a monthly fee or something to watch YouTube Morg official either on his – no, I didn't pay his Patreon. I paid him on his uh, Super Chat or something. Morg, I don't know who he is, Richard. That, that's for everybody. Can you all figure out what his real name is? <laughs> we'll start Investigation <laughs> Weekly. Who is Morg Official, M-O-R-G-U-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L? He looks like an old friend of mine I met in Houston, Edgar Winter. He had a brother. I think it was Johnny Winters. And I, I knew them in Houston, and they'd sit with us in between sets, and my husband would play trumpet. And I would dance and sing, or just mainly dance, and uh, Donna Parrish would too. Uh, we both had little black cute dresses on. You know, you, you don't know what I'm talking about, Richard, but I told you to look him up on YouTube. Did you have time or not, because you're so busy, Richard? Uh, I've had a, a bit of a, a view, but that was it. Just a short snippets. Oh, so you know he's got white hair like me. He has yep. no eyebrows, but he's not a he or a she. And we discussed that Wednesday with um, Linda T. Claire on Wednesday Women Day. So me and you are going to have Thursday talk day about anything, our press club, but entertainment, Thursday's entertainment. Did you uh, look at him to see what you thought? Not deaf, no, I haven't I haven't had a chance. I've had a lot on my plate recently. Yeah, you have. You've had a lot. So we're happy to have Richard with us on Thursdays and maybe Sunday is Pastor Rick if uh, he'll help me get that non profit going with Gigi and Tom and Ken. But we'll see folks. But you're welcome. We're gonna throw the doors open. Is same time, Richard, four to six or five to seven your time, right, Richard? Yeah. That would be good. Okay, five to seven on Sundays, just to throw that in. But that's going to be our spiritual day. So we'll talk more good, kind thoughts, and maybe even metaphysical, because it's open to our mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers on Sundays. So we'll talk more metaphysical that day. Thursday's going to be more he and I, uh, down-to-earth ACO Press Club, but also it's our entertainment day to discuss our books and what we're talking about as Authors Club Online. And him and I as men in black writing our books, if you'd like to be uh, in our Science Fiction Writers Club and be a character. 
is on some of the episodes and may wind up seeing yourself on television in someday in 2022 or three, right? Because all these series and episodes are being bought up by the bigger companies, and we've got hundreds of hours here that we can use and uh, write them up in our scripts. But Richard and I are going to start with each other, and I'll throw him over some of this kaleidoscope of follies, and I guess he can separate them into the different books. Now, Richard, I've got what uh, I was doing with uh, my past crew, which you know Janet and Tommy, but uh, they we had Alien Contact Org, but we they uh, they weren't writing into my model with my articles like I had to do the articles and the topics and stuff. But that's okay because now Tommy has his own show, folks, and because it's the anniversary, I'll mention them one time today <laughs> as a freebie for Janet and Tommy because for nine years it's hard to break. But me and me and uh, Rick here go forward from today, but for all you old fans and friends of all of ours with Thomas Anthony Sinisi out of New Jersey, uh, I have a new girl out of Fort Lee, New Jersey, Melinda T. Eau Claire D'Amico, uh, Italian again, but uh, at least uh, she uh, is taking that, but she's got a New Jersey accent, so tune in on Wednesdays. Now, uh, Janet's place with the Ascension Center is really richer here, Rick here, and uh, Janet still has Aquarian Radio in Hawaii, which she broke off from me, but I have the first 30-minute show, and in honor of uh, history, nine years ago today, I did my first 30-minute show here as TJMRCT Radio, and it was Lynn Caston. And I want you to look up his book, L-E-N-K-A-S-T-E-N. And uh, Richard, I can't think of his book right now, but it's Robert Morningsky's story about in space, not Project Serpo. He had already wrote that about those like going into space. But he covers a different group of beings that they were like insects, they said. So Ken likes to follow stories that are really folk life, folks, whether it's true or not. And I don't know if he handled it on Gaia TV like it was real or not, or if he even believes whether it's real, what he's writing. But Lynn is an author that started right here with me. He had already written a book. You can go back and listen nine years ago, but you can find a lot of history right here. And Janet Lesson introduced me to Lynn Caston. And Apollo, uh, like uh, out of, uh, he was in Arizona. I think he was in, uh, well, y'all have to tell me. He mentions it 39 years ago today. I'm going to send it to Richard so Richard can see how we started. So there's no question in our press club, ACL Press Club. And if you want to go to an event and get a press pass, you have to be a member of mine and Richard's club that we recognize you as an investigator or investigative reporter or a journalist and uh, in our group. If you want to do UAP associates, you have to be a member, and uh, that's just the way it's going to be, and you're going to have to support us and have similar interest and uh, help us pay our bills, and <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask after nine years of me paying the bills. So Richard said, I'll help you, TJ. We'll just do it together, and we'll build something. And 
and all the members can pay, and then we'll do a webinar once in a while or a workshop or an event. And we've planned one with Ken. We faded out. We planned an event, ACO Event Managers, with Ken R. Johnston, ACO Association, Allied Command Intergovernment Relations, or Allied Command Intergalactic Relations, with Ralph Kennedy Johnston, folks, October 8th. Put it on your calendars. I don't even know what day that is, but that's his birthday. He'll be 70. Right, Richard? I believe so. And uh, he he apologized to everybody today because he was three hours in the doctor's and he was tired. <laughs> but he wished everybody happy anniversary because he's been with us since 2012. And uh, so happy anniversary, everybody. Janet, Tommy, Ken, Apollo, Lynn Caston. That was the group. And uh, we wish everybody well. But now Richard has... I uh, threw the gauntlet down, and he picked it up. <laughs> and he says, I'll do the honorary. He said, be sure and put honorary because we don't got no money, <laughs> honey. <laughs> this ain't funny. <laughs> so I said, okay. And so Richard, Rick, uh, R-I-C-K, out there on YouTube land, we've got Teresa J. Morris, T.J. Morris Agency, ACO Club, all out there on YouTube video. And I'm going to uh, make sure Richard goes to his Gmail pulls up his Richard or Rick Knight, and we put all the videos I've made to promote our club today in advance on his account so you can see it. You know, everybody knows you got a YouTube free. comes with your Gmail. If you don't, you know now. Go to your Gmail account. That's the only way I work is with Microsoft and Google. You have to have a Gmail account to work with me in writing. Uh, the reason is it's free, and everybody knows everybody's watching everybody anyway, so I ain't even about that anymore. So they go by your phone and your IPC code, and I don't have anything to hide, but for writers, you want to be known. So go to your Gmail, look at those nine dots, there's three rows of three, hit it, and it'll open up a little window, and go to the YouTube and hit it. And that's your YouTube channel free. Go in and put your name in there, and it'll show you how to do it, just like a Facebook account, and set your YouTube account up. Now, everybody's talking about Facebook and all that, but all those that are building their Patreon account because they're an artist or a writer like host like Richard and I, is they're all putting up their Patreon account to get followers and fans. So it's science. You're fading in and out. I wonder why it fades, Richard. Oh, I, don't know. I, heard, a, I heard an ambulance. It went by. You, that's amazing. You think they can do it too? I don't know. Right, when you said that, I heard, well, you know, go by ambulance. Well, we're just, after nine years, this is what we got, and the best we can do is the powers that be. Now, my my phone, Richard, goes through Blog Talk in New York, but it also goes through the tower here in Gulf Breeze, but it also goes through my internet, which is Mediacom, right? M-E-D-I-A dot yep. com. They cover me, 
And when GoDaddy checked my IPC code, it went through Houston. So anybody that's looking me up out there that are the hacker types will go into Mediacom in Houston. They won't go into me here at my house. Now, I don't know how that works, and GoDaddy told me, I don't know. You'll have to go through your carrier. So, Richard, just telling you, but you'll probably need me to email you all that, right, because you're going to be our Internet security with me for Homeland Security type stuff and computer security. Now, I've started my fixmywebs.com. Richard, if you want to learn the business, anybody else that wants to learn the business and security online to keep out hackers, good luck. But I'm going to do my best <laughs> because I've, I've got too much money invested, even though I got, don't got a pot to piss in. It don't matter how rich people get, they still don't have a pot to piss in in the South. Never figured that one out, but uh, they also said they didn't have a window to throw it out of. I told you we were going to be entertainment today. Richard, what do they mean when they say they don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of? What does that mean? That means they really have no home. Oh. Well, I got a home. So yeah, I have but a I mean, uh, Yeah, well. That's I mean, in the old days, I guess that's the way it was done. You know, I mean, other than, of course, outhouses. Well, I learned that from Kentucky and uh, living there 20 years, and that's where I picked up the accent because I swear for 10 or 20 years I got tired of people saying I didn't have an accent. Where are you from that say you don't have an accent? But that's when I worked for the government in and out of country, and I was on jets more than I was on the ground. Plus, I was flying jets once in a while or a plane. So now I have an accent from living 20 years, and that was on a case. I was assigned a case, Richard. My husband was my assignment. And I don't know how people are going to feel about that if I tell the truth. Well, let's, let's, let's not go there right now. We can write that yeah, in a book. You know? that's, already, that's already here for nine years. So it's all here, folks if you want to listen to it from here in time. But Richard and I are going to put together from here forward, but then we'll have to fade back, but put some cliffhangers. So, Richard, the debris, you don't know anything about Roswell, the implosion, because that was part of this for nine years here on this show, or my husband and my show, and our investigations. So you don't know anything about nine years of TJ Marcici Radio, but that's what's here, folks, is the real deal. But you know what? Most people aren't real researchers or real investigators, and they won't go back to all the archives here because that means there's a lot of work, a lot of listening, and a lot of writing. And the truth, you'll have to – they'll say the truth will set you free. But you know what? There's a lot of work into doing all that, to write a real book of history. But it's going to be here till I die, and then I don't know what's going to happen to it. So we may have to get a trustee set up for a nonprofit and put it all there, I guess. I don't know. Or either give it all to the Smithsonian because that's what happens. Most people will just give it to the Smithsonian, and it will get locked up in underground, yeah. and people won't know it 100 years from now. Now, my husband put some information in a couple of time capsules. He found out where they were going to be doing them and flew in there. 
And I happened to know about them, and he had an attorney in Europe that knew about it, and the intelligence agency knew about it. And he put one in Egypt that I knew about, and his sister knew about, and the intelligence agency came and visited him in the hospital. Now, Richard has that story. So, Richard, I just told everybody where mine and your story with Debbie began. Now, that's for the past nine years, okay, Richard? Yes. So what you'll do is take what you've got from me and Debbie visiting my deceased husband as an intelligence agent for the num- vegetable soup people <laughs> and start that as a backstory of nine years here. Uh, and then you'll have whoever wants to do that <laughs> we'll give them that opportunity, and we'll, we may give them the rights if they want to listen and let us edit it. How's that? For those that don't have the ability to come up with the stories to get into our series, they can go back and do the investigations. Whew, that'll be a lot of research. But me and Richard are going to write off the top of our head. I'm going to give it to Richard, and then Richard will add his little part and edit it, and we'll get them out there as soon as we can. Now, Richard, I want you to help me. Let's look around at the best places because one of my editors that edits books with me told me a couple other places where she's getting better pay, and we'll get her on here one day. Uh, She's sort of shy, like my daughter, but I'd like her to come on here. Anybody else you'd like to bring on about uh, helping us as real press people or real investigators or journalists or authors? Our editors, you know anybody that's into that besides Gigi? Not sure at the moment. Okay. Well, you talk for a while now. we got 35 minutes left. Well, I was Anything? just going to suggest that possibly we winded up a bit early, if you really? didn't mind. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, you know, okay. it's, it's the occasion is you know, it's all focused on the fact that you've been around for nine years, and we haven't actually – even touched upon what you've accomplished or what your sentiment is in having been here for nine years. Well, it's all in the stories that we've told for nine years, unless we've told it all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, all, okay. it's all in the, in the, in the history. All in the now. archives, as they say then. Yeah, it's all in the archives. So, uh, if we start over today, we've got nine. It's the ninth year. Number nine is a completion. Today is the day. Can't we wrap all that up in a big archive bow? And uh, I don't know. Anything as of this day has to be a separate book or separate series, nine years. Uh, do you, would you, as an investigator or journalist or author or writer or publisher or editor, would you go back? and separate it by years? Because that sounds like a whole team of researchers. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. We'll just touch upon the parts of the past that are the most interesting, that hold the most intrigue, and, you know, we'll derive a person's interest. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I would love to hear my husband's voice here and there, if I could go back and reminisce, but I know it'll touch my heart and it'll be hard. So I may have to get somebody else to do that. But Janet said she wasn't going to help me no more. So, or do the books. 
because, you know, that her own thing. She's doing her own thing with her husband. So I don't have anybody. And Debbie, she could if she'd go back and listen because she has the time and the willpower. But me and Richard are going to write me and Richard. And Richard, you got good story. You got 12 hours. You can go back and grab off of Janice, right? Your history. But you didn't put it all in that. Now you've got a book. How many chapters are in that book that's not published yet? I don't know, at least 20. <laughs> so you got, let's say, 20 chapters or 20 years of history that you're personally... Oh, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's from birth, basically, all the way up to around the age of maybe 40, 45, somewhere in there. Well, then that's a kaleidoscope, too, or is that just a looking glass or a, one of those turning telescopes? I don't know. That's your memoirs, right? Well, it's called The Truth Seeker. I mean, you know, so. Oh, you Seeker, named really. your book The Seeker? Yeah, The Seeker. By Rick Knight, or what are you going to lose as a byname? Richard T. Knight or Rick Knight? Oh, probably just Richard Knight, I would guess. Richard Knight, okay, because there's so many of you Richard Knights out there. Well, Richard T. Knight then, I mean, you know, hey. Yeah, for your authorship to make sure you get the money. Or maybe I'll just put a different spin on it and use a a Gaelic name or something, you know? Well, the better with people out there to find you is still best to have one name. I learned that the hard way by being T.J. Herman Morris. (laughs) Teresa J. Morris, D.J. Morris, and they're all me. But people remember yep. you by what you tell them in their ear because yep. all those years when I came through Facebook, people said they couldn't find me because I had so many, because I had so many different uh, radio shows or businesses or books, T.J. Morris, E.T. Radio, T.J. Thurman, T.J. Morris, Teresa J. Morris, and now I've got 15 or 20 yep. Facebooks. So with you, I suggest one Richard T. Knight YouTube channel, one Richard T. Knight book series. But your first series, let's use yours like we use all my books I've already written for Lulu and on Amazon. But as of today, you and I are going to be ACO Press Club, ACO Association for the Unincorporated Association of all our friends. Now we can start mixing and matching our LinkedIn people and our Twitter people and our Facebook people, those are all free open source information to the whole world, and everybody puts whatever they want, pictures, stories, whatever, but they're teaching us to use it better, and I haven't, have you learned how to use Facebook yet? I haven't, to be honest. In regards to what? All the stuff they offer you. Besides, well, just they, they've added rooms. They've added uh, billboards in regards to photographs and that kind of thing. Of course, they've added your the, your story has been on there for quite some time, where you can actually e- even do blogs or actually, you know, set up pictures, uh, all kind of different things. Okay, well, I've got a bunch of TJMRCT radio. I think I've got ACO Club, ACO Press Club. But we'll have to go find which one we're going to put together and build a following on that social media group for today, ACO Press Club. Now, I've got you out there as the ACO Association 
president on YouTube, honorary, and then we'll start a membership today and get you on one of the, at least on one of the meetings where we're going to write articles weekly about something and our Men in Black story. And I've got yep. a table deal for book series. And then we'll have our ebooks and our PDFs. And some of them, you know, if people want to read on the Patreon, Richard, I suggest, I can't make you, but I would ask you as a writer to fix you a Patreon. I'm asking everybody that's listening, P A T R E O N dot com. Some kid musician and stuff figured that out. But it's really caught on to have a Patreon to build fans and to put. I'll learn how to use Patreon with your YouTube. I'm going to learn how to do that and uh, told Richard about it, told my other Valdosta guy, Tom. Oh, I better mention him today, Thomas uh, Reuben Becker, T.R. Becker, artist, author, graphic designer. T.R. Becker, he's also an author with American Communications Online, self-publishing. And Richard and I can put us some books in that American Communication Online because we have a business. That will be our holding company. He has a separate, and we can do the books under that separate from his name or my name. And uh, that's all T.R. Becker knew, too, is if he got any sales, we could see it under that holding company. So if you're interested in writing with Richard and I and others that are in radio, uh, there's no cost to get involved except a $2 membership fee. And Richard and I will take that and pay our overhead for the radio show. And then uh, it, now I'm going to tell you, for me and Richard and all these editors out there, they charge between 2 and $0.05 cents a word to edit. So use your Grammarly. And then Richard will do a meetup group for like a Skype meeting or something with Ken but we'll talk about that next week, folks, because we'll be yep. lucky to get Ken here Sunday. Uh, now, you want to show up Sunday since we're on the 30 minutes. You want to let the last 30 minutes go. So uh, you want to do, uh, do our spiritual science, Ascension Church Ohana, just to see, open the doors, and anybody wants to come and talk metaphysics, church, science, whatever, right? Sure. Okay, so we'll go ahead and... Uh, do Sundays. Now, Friday night is supposed to be with a New Orleans guy, or day, because he said he had to start working nights, but he said Friday was fine. So I told Richard if Richard can show, but I don't know if he'll do 5 to 7, Richard, on Friday. So let me get you coordinated. That's Scott Breen. He's brand new, S-C-O-T-T-B-R-E-E-N, Ace Folk Life President in New Orleans. So he, uh, Richard's going to do ACO. And Scott's going to do ACO, ACE, Man on the Street, bring people to tell their stories and then maybe be characters in our books. But he does uh, our AR and VR, uh, virtual reality, audiovisual and virtual reality. All right, Richard, we'll give up today. Nine years. Thank you, everybody, that's helped me get to where I am today. And Richard is our new, as of today, Richard. Now, I know we've got you here before, so that'll be your past history, okay? Today marks the day of Rick Knight, ACO Association, and ACO Press Club, okay? Okay. Got it? All right. As yep. writer, and men in black story, 
uh, MIB story. All right, and I'll start working on that one with Debbie and you, and we'll start with that and move forward and backwards. All right, love and light, Richard. Thank you so love much. Look forward Sunday, right? Yep. All right, thank you so much, Richard. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.